Welcome back to another kind of funny games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Bonjour, Tim. The Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Slow down the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the new face of video games, blessing at Junior. Bonjour, Tim. Comment allez-vous? Oh wow! And of course, we have a very special guest today for all of this Mario Golf goodness, and his name is. IGN's very own Simon Cardi. Uh, Guten Abend, Fiegates. Oh, Are we just wow, doing languages? Man. I don't know what we're doing. Hello. I, li I like all the different languages going <laughs> on. And and to explain for literally everybody here uh, that isn't part of this show, that wouldn't know that before the show, what Andy's referencing <laughs> is, in fact, Greg Miller coming up with the Queen's master evil plan to slow down the internet <laughs> well what we're talking about of course is that simon cardi's internet runs weird with us right and so he what now is that is that a hook on your hand Lyman it is a hook on my hand i, I will not be taking any further questions thank you very much i won't yeah. i won't i won't take any further it's questions uh simon's internet isn't running well and so he's like drifting out of sync on discord yeah. and so we were like why would this happen and then somebody said well he's really far away and i said yeah the you know queen said the slow down the internet i don't know why it happens because i have very good london internet and london internet is but that's like what it's dial up dial up right i've got 300 meg download speed at the moment that's that's good really really good what's your up what's i haven't looked like it wouldn't load it wouldn't where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them and there's a lot to love this week a lot of great games coming out, a lot of great games to talk about, and a lot of great music to talk about as well. And we're going to do that right here on YouTube.com slash games or RoosterTeeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for Kinda Funny Gamescast, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, if you want to watch live as it's being recorded, and if you want the exclusive post show you got to pay you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like our patreon producers donovan harkness omega 3 tyler ross delaney twinning julian the gluten-free gamer james hastings casey andrew and elliot have done because elliot. of that they won't have to listen to our ads later about expressvpn and human like the rest of you will have to but that's not yet because me we need to talk about some very important stuff blessing isn't that right that is absolutely right I'm what are we talking about? Talk about this we're talking about the Sonic anniversary concert. It happened right before the show, and me and you watched it. And you it titled the show Mario Golf Super Rush Review, mm -hmm. and this is how you're going to open it, talking about the this most Sonic concert. The most important yeah. thing that happened today. It is Sonic the Hedgehog's 30th birthday today, Greg. Show some goddamn respect, okay? I love Sonic. Yeah? Through the generations? Because no, if you no, do, I you don't. should have watched this concert, and you should have felt the feelings. Right, Bless? That was a 10 out of 10. I can't believe a, a Sonic concert. Actually, I can. I can't believe a Sonic concert was that incredible because they took advantage of the one objectively amazing thing about Sonic across the board, across all the games, the soundtracks. Like, you can talk about quality all you want. We can talk about how most of the 3D Sonic games aren't that great. We can talk about how even some of the 2D Sonic games aren't that great. Well, you can't tell me that isn't great out of the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise is the video game soundtracks. They're bangers, and it's as if somebody... Over there was a fan, and they were like, hey, we know how to do this. We got two acts to fill. Uh, uh, we're going to make the first act. Do they call them acts in concert? They I'm going to call them acts. But they should have. 
Because they should have called an acts because that would have actually fit in. Yeah, zone one, zone two. the The first act was basically an orchestral. Hey, we're gonna go through the Sonic games that you love. We're gonna go go through your favorite songs. We're gonna do Emerald Hill. We're gonna do Casino Night Zone. We're gonna do Sky Sanctuary. All the songs that you love. We're gonna do a song from Sonic R. <laughs> we're gonna do all the songs that you love in orchestral form and make it beautiful and make that shit hit. But then in act two. We're going to fucking bring out the big guns and we're going to fucking make we're going to bring out guitars. We're going to bring out Crush 40. We're going to bring out EDM remixes of some of the biggest slaps from Sonic history. And it was fantastic. Dude, was so that, that second half took it up a notch. It was just like these motherfuckers, because the first half, all the orchestra stuff, it was great. I love how obscure they got. Of course, they did the medleys for the main core games. But Greg, they did a Game Gear medley. Where it was just the 8-bit Sonic games. Like, they were getting kind of crazy. There was okay. a Sega Saturn medley, little hints of the, the Nights into Dreams theme. I'm like, these motherfuckers are knocking it out of the park from the arrangement to the performance itself to the way the video was edited. It was awesome. And then the second half happens, and they just start upping the notch so much with the, the different rock bands and uh, the different electronic groups that have worked on Sonic Colors and stuff. But then towards the end, they start combining the two, and they start having the orchestra playing with the fucking rock bands and we get escape from the city from Sonic Adventure 2, and it was just perfect. It was like one moment where Sonic fans could all just hold hands and be like, we did this together, guys. The power of friendship. I could not be more happy. We lived through this. We made this. These are our memories, and here we are. From I hope now we on, go on tour, man. From now on in the future, oh, can yeah. we just in the future, can we just say that Sonic is, you know, for younger generations to kind of get them, you know, uh, acquainted with it. Like, Sonic the Hedgehog is... A cartoon and movie franchise with awesome music and they also made some video games like they, they made video games too you gotta worry about them though like they made the movie like we could just kind of they like change like history right here right now you have to worry about maybe two of them three of them. we could change history right here right now like i i love how blessed intros it is like look the the music is fucking phenomenal yeah some a lot of 3d games bad some of 2D games bad. <laughs> <laughs> this franchise is not great. I didn't say, I didn't say bad. It's honestly just trying to get ahead of the comments and get ahead of all the fucking hate. <laughs> There's so much good in the Sonic franchise. There's a lot of bad too, but like, look, we're talking about the good here. And even the bad games have great music and they presented that extremely well. And oh, yeah. in an even place with the good stuff. So it's like, it just proved that there's something special about Sonic. There's something special about that fandom. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Let's go yeah, to the theme park, Bless, 2023. Oh my god, Theme Park's coming in soon. Tim, you missed a banger episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily that I could have used you because there was a lot of Sonic news this morning. <laughs> good, but good. even even the songs from so from the bad Sonic games made me nostalgic. They played songs from Sonic Forces that had me like, oh yeah, this was a slap. There were yeah. songs from Sonic 06 that had me like, oh shit, yeah, this, this is, world, this is really good. It was really impressive and it was, it was really awesome. And for me, the moment, because uh, sadly I couldn't finish the whole thing out because I had a scheduling conflict that I had to go take care of. But I was there for one of my favorite so Sonic songs, which is the Sonic Heroes theme song from the iconic video game Sonic Heroes for the PS2. Well, and when I tell you, I felt emotion when they started playing that song, when they got into it. I, I've never felt like... I never felt emotion like that listening to a video game soundtrack. And I love video game music. The Undertale uh, or orchestral uh, concert that they did was one that, that touched me as well. I thought that was fantastically done. But Sonic Heroes playing at full blast on full volume in my headphones in, live ver in, in, in the live version across all these different Sonic songs was something special. And I'm always going to remember that. That was dope as fuck.
I highly recommend, even if you're not the biggest Sonic fan, check this out just to see the potential that we now have going forward for video game anniversaries. I think this is a new standard. This is something that I want to see other uh, publishers and developers really kind of take hold of and do something special with. Because I think a lot of franchises could have this a similar type of like, holy shit, there is legacy here and it matters. So It was, yeah, it, it was it hype as hell. I scrolled through it. I, I agree. It was very cool. And... I hope to see more video game publishers. Like you're mentioning Tim, more devs and publishers do that shit because it was really cool seeing the 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 actual like rock band at the end, and then Nate wants to battle singing uh, City Escape. So like cool. that was cool as shit. Very cool. Oh yeah, and, cool. and for oh, me, like so I put out I put out a tweet earlier on uh, that was like, what other video game franchise can do it like this, like a concert like this, not just a concert, right? Because plenty of video game franchises have done concerts. Like we love the Zelda concerts. We love Undertale, Assassin's Creed has had their concerts, Final but Fantasy. like to frame it in the Final Fantasy, to frame it in this way where the first half is that orchestral thing and the second half is what it is and all that shit was dope as fuck. I feel like that it's very few and far between in terms of who can do it. Kingdom Hearts can probably do that same that same you thing. You mean just like spanning um, a bunch of genres, right? Yeah. Like spanning a bunch of genres, but then also having like the songs that they played in that second half were all fucking like slaps. Dude, Mega Man, <laughs> like, Mega Sonic Man Heroes, could do that. Escape from yeah. the Escape from the City, like vocal slaps though, like so like uh, vocal songs with like actual jams to them, like themes, like anthems. Sonic has them, man. Sonic has them. I think. Yeah, I reckon Persona sure. could do it. Yeah, Persona easy. could do that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Greg. Now and GTA, play all the GTA songs. <laughs> yeah, let's do a GTA concert. I I think think GTA has had fun. some concerts. I think Simon, you Greg re Miller. reconnect. Yeah, restart Simon. Since you're real bad, real bad. The Mario stuff here. I tell you, the Queen. You know what I mean? All right, she's in there just messing around. <laughs> we decree the internet must be slowed. <laughs> She's <laughs> got the parchment paper reading it well, out. I couldn't watch Sonic. The Queen wouldn't let us because our internet was just getting destroyed by Sonic. I couldn't do it. Furthermore, no blue hedgehogs from henceforth! <laughs> Mario uh, Golf yeah, Super Rush. Yeah. Please give me a review, Greg. The official review. That's why Simon's here. He's, of course, doing the official review for IGN. Uh, this is one of those that, uh, yeah, uh, you, we, I'm the only one at Kind of Funny who's been playing it. I know we are all waiting with bated breath for it. So, yeah, I figured I wanted to make sure you had at least two experts on here for the panel. We brought in Simon. Experts. I'm so sorry. How much have you you've played? A, how, how, how much have you played, Simon? I mean, I'm not actually know? reviewing it for IGN. I lied. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you got your code. Your code. That's all you did. I've lost track of how long I've played. I've played pretty solidly the last few days, like five days probably. Uh, enough to feel like I can review it, which is always how you should do it. Uh, exactly. I... I don't want to. I don't want to start off on a down because I know you like it probably slightly better than me. Uh, I've given it a six out of ten on IGN, yeah. which is underwhelming and disappointing because Damn. I love Mario Golf. I love the Mario Golf games, but there's just so much lacking in this one that I I want to see, and it's a shame. Uh, I. I do think I like it more than you, but mm -hmm. it's not by any. I, as somebody who you know, you let me read your review ahead of time and give you some notes mm -hmm. or whatever. Like it's definitely we are in the same page. I think if I was scoring, I'd come up to a seven. Like I'm not getting crazy with it by any stretch of the imagination. And so, like for me, Tim, I think it's something that you are so familiar with. Usually, when you review a Nintendo game, and especially a Nintendo game in a series of Nintendo games, right? Where it's like there are omissions here and like to compare super rush to mario golf world tour right which was the 3ds version which i adored and put like 100 some odd hours into it's like why are there no online tournaments and why are there less mm -hmm. courses and why are fewer courses and the stuff you start going down that thing why are there a few 
Yeah, exactly. Weird Nintendo decisions, right? Why are there fewer unlockables and stuff? But all that said, I am still, you know, as a as the Miller family, we're still buying Jenna Copy on Friday. Like, I still think the game is a ton of fun. I enjoyed playing it. I still enjoy playing it, even after Simon and I. It, this is I have a feeling this is gonna be one of those reviews where we sit here and nitpick so much of it. So I think it's important to start at the top that the Mario so Golf, Mario Golf. Yeah. Mario Golf the mechanics fun. you'd expect are here, and they're still fun, and it is still Mario Golf, and it is golf. Why am I saying golf? golf? <laughs> Day two of me saying golf, weird. Uh, there is so much, uh, there is so so much to love here, and so much to get into. But it's that traditional W or NWD, right? Of it could have been great, it could have been amazing, it could have easily been a nine. It's just the things they chose to omit or not do don't work out for it in the end. In terms yeah. of like you know the golf their their adventure mode right what they what that's what they call it a right? golf adventure Dope right adventure, like yeah cool start this thing up you know bring in your me and have your your golf rpg thing that you know we all love and want to be really into right but it's what you and blessing i think walked away from the preview talking about of like it's kind of empty right and it's like it is empty and in terms of like you know you, there's not like there's a bunch of side activities to do there's a bunch of people you can walk up and talk to who'll say one line for no reason and then you know doesn't do anything. You you're there to play the course. Oh, you don't have the right badge yet, but you can practice to earn your way to get into the right course to do the right thing. Okay. But it's wandering around these environments doing it. But then it and then there's this push and pull of it of like Okay, cool. But the golf stuff you're doing there is introducing cool mechanics. Is introducing, uh, you know, the you know the shot that skims against the water. Uh, how to use a lob shot and really get it up and get it down. You're like, all right, these are all cool mechanics. Except you never use those in the real golf. You use them in these very specific examples in golf adventure. And then when you go out into the real golfing game or when you, you want to play online, you're not running into those kind of things. So it's this weird choice there. And then on top of that, like you're playing through it and you're earning XP for your character, right? And like you're you're leveling your me up. Like my me can right now outdrive any of the the uh, 16 players in the game. Like, you know, your Luigi's, your Mario's, your whatever. Which is why Greg has been talking non-stop shit. Keep going. Sorry, what was that, Andy? I'm sorry, what was that, Andy? I just, this motherfucker, this guy, uh, Cardi, this guy's been challenging me publicly. And mm-hmm. I can't talk about the embargo. And he's saying, Andy, I'm going to whoop your fu- you're, you're me with his uh, spaghetti noodle-like arms. He's going to be driving the ball 40 yards. And I can't be like, well, yeah, you've been <laughs> playing it for several days. This fucking yeah. guy. Anyway. I'll gladly, I'll gladly take you on as Mario. Don't worry about it. I don't have to play as my me. I don't have to show you the skills I got. Don't can you worry not about choose it. Mario? Because I like to choose Mario. Sure, I can I can be Wario. I can be anybody. Don't worry about Bless. Awesome. Whoever you, you want to be. Wario. Wario Greg is, is Wario. Greg, Greg sent me a link that says probably want to keep this handy for Friday's stream. And it is a link that says top five excuses that the golf makers make. <laughs> like golf players make. <laughs> Listen, just, when we both came out of cryo freeze to play everybody's golf, I beat you then. And I, you know what I mean? So I'm not worried about beating you with a default character here. Don't worry about it. God, You're going to have an excuse you want in the book. Don't worry about it. And honestly, it. for your own psyche for Friday's stream, you should probably let me play as my me so that you have an excuse as to, oh, of course I couldn't do it. His me can drive the ball 280 yards or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Get, get off my back. One of the, But here's one of my things about Golf Adventure being weird. You play through. It's a story mode. There is a conclusive ending to the story mode that we won't spoil. But... It comes out of left field. It's super weird. Even the, the story part out of it. When you come back to then, it's like, all right, we'll dial it back before the final event so you can keep playing and you can keep leveling up. It 
doesn't give you any quality of life stuff where it's like, here's a map you can look at, but the map is like when you flip over a Denny's menu and it's like, here's a map of the United States. It doesn't like show you actually how to get anywhere. So if you want to wander off and go replay stuff, it's like you have to take the long walk and figure it out back to whatever course you want to do. It's like, why would I ever do it this way? So it's like that kind of weird stuff where it's like, why wasn't this a more well thought out thing to do? Simon, I'm sorry. I've been ranting. Go for it. No, it's fine. I, uh, it's a similar thing, isn't it? If like, why would I want to go back when all there is to go back and do is talk to 50 Goombas or say, do you know if you'll hit the ball harder, it'll go further? I mean, yeah, I did know that. Uh, it's, it's maddening. Like the adventure mode is, I was looking forward to it so much because I do have fond memories of the single player like RPG type modes in these games. And it's just so hollow. Like you said, like, I think I did it in under four hours, I think. And wow. it's just... Yeah, like you said, you do some basic golf lessons at the start, and it's really simple and easy. And then it just takes this left turn where you're doing these weird, like almost boss battle puzzle platforming bits, which aren't very good. They're clunky, and it's a shame because, yeah, like I, said, I just want to love this so much. But I feel like there's so many games in the last couple of years. I want to love this game so much, but they just won't let me. And sounds like Tim like we were saying about now. kind of yeah, yeah, like the courses. That's a big thing. Like, there's only six courses in the game at launch, oh. and I know they've said some more might be coming DLC, but that's two less than the N64 version had, which is yeah. just a bit crazy when you think about it. Like, it just lacks so much stuff like that. And that was the thing of like, you know, I went back and looked at so much stuff for World Tour because it World Tour at that point, mm. at this point in my life, right, is one of those games that's ascended into a Greg Miller story of the tea times at IGN and loving it. But then you really start, I'm like, what was world tour what about it so i went back and oh, read the cool. ign review and i watched up at noon and i watched the game trailers review of it to refresh myself and just looking at the creativity they put into those courses of there being like underwater or peaches thing and like here's the speed ups and stuff like that slowed down even these six are basic courses like don't get me wrong there's one that's super rainy all the time there's one that's desert like it's not that they're okay you're getting fewer but they're you know crazier they have more thought out there are more holes if you really wanted to get into it right like uh world tour had uh 10 total but then there was only like three that were the full 18 and the others were the smaller things i would have gone for more of a shake up here because there are a couple that look a lot alike and do do things that are pretty much the same and you're just playing golf and stuff it's fine uh tim's telling me toadstool tour all right mm-hmm I'm not talking about GameCube. I'm talking about 3DS. Oh, shit. Okay. Mar- Mario Golf World Tour was the one on 3DS. Toadstool Tour, another great game that I'm, I adored in college, uh, was GameCube. Yeah. Don't worry. I got my Mario Golf on lock. Yep. Uh, don't you dare worry. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's like, it is this weird balance with it of, I we're nitpicking it, right? Because it is this idea, but it's again, that thing of, I want to see it rise to a different level. I want it to be, hands down the best golf game you could be playing and right now the idea i have with it is it's a lot of fun and i can't wait to stream with andy and i can't wait to you know open up the thing of put out my friend code and have people come we haven't talked about battle golf for online we haven't talked about the different golf things speed golf uh uh, battle golf uh there's a bunch of different standard golf there's things to do in it right that other games don't do but it is going to become that thing where I'm playing it and I'm just like, wait, why am I playing this over everybody's golf? Like every golf, everybody's golf is a more content rich, better golf game than this. And so here it is the idea that it is the Mario universe and you know, it's quirky Mario and yada, 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 but it doesn't push it as far as something like world tour did where you were like, wow, I'm underwater. Wow. I'm running on the pink greens or something. Andy. The, 
these side modes like this speed golf mode and like the other kind of silly shit that they're doing do they seem like those gimmicky things you play for a day and then just immediately move back to the standard classic golf mode uh i really like speed golf i think it's the best thing they've introduced Mm. in this game like it genuinely is the most fun i had in the game it kind of if you don't know what speed golf is it's rather than take your shot and just magically appear next to your ball for the next shot you actually have to run in between where your ball is and where you took it from and you have special like dash abilities and stuff like that so it's kind of mixing a little bit of mario kart into mario golf which i liked i would i think i wrote in my review i would have preferred if it was actually literally getting in mario karts and driving mm. to your ball and smacking into people that would have been fun yeah. but it was still fun out about speed but... golf which I, I appreciate as an addition to speed golf is something that has been in mario golf before right it's the addition now that when you take a shot, that's 30 point. That's 30 seconds added to your clock. So it's not only finish the hole as fast as possible, it's just finish finish the hole as fast as possible with the least number of shots because it's going to cost you that as well, which uh, is they're called before. strokes. My apologies. Thank you very much, Andy yeah. Cortez, number one no games problem. journalist. Keep me honest. I like that. Gotcha. But yeah, that's speed golf. And I I, I think it's I, it is a lot of fun. And I don't think it's a gimmick th- to it. Uh like uh, you know, Simon's talking about, right? It, this is the one where you're all going at once, you're all running at once, you have this, you know, stamina meter that can let you do your super special run, uh, and then you have to refill it, and then there's hearts around the field that you get to fill in the meter faster. There's coins around the field that you get to fill in your special shot, which for me personally, as somebody who's played with the me most of the time, and then even for the ones I I don't understand fully. Why my special shots that special? It just keeps it really low, which is good to get it through trees sometimes or whatever. But some low of the cut. other characters, so, oh, sorry, a little low cut right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. and be straighter and have more power. And some like, of the other ones have way cooler stuff though. Of like you know, it lands and a bomb goes off and it'll knock other balls away. It'll land and ice the field, so it's different there. It'll put like a hex on your ball, so when you hit it right, it'll go left. That kind of stuff. But are you trolling other players and battling them like at, in this? Yeah. Sort of, like, are you hitting them and colliding and shit? Yeah, there's kind of got that Mario Kart thing of throwing red shells. I just got that kind of Schadenfreude thing of laughing at someone else's expense. And kind of, yeah, you have those moments. Like, I think that's why I said earlier that Wario is overpowered just because his ability is he can kind of summon a giant thundercloud above an area of the course. And lightning is really annoying in this game because it basically puts like the top i don't know sixth of your power bar like in a hazard zone and if you do your shot too powerful into that it just electrocutes you and it counts as a stroke so it just kind of puts everyone else like i hate wario but i will play (laughs) as him every chance i get that yeah that sounds like a lot of mario party kind of aspects to that as well yeah Uh, we also call that by the way with that low cut shot we also call that a worm burner uh it's so low to the ground sure it could it could burn a worm yeah. Wow. Man, if you want to get your head out of the books and learn to... how to play video game golf, man, okay. you'd probably be better at video game golf, okay. you know? Yeah. We'll see about you that. are going to Top Shot, I think that's going to help you. It's not going to help you at all. You know, it's not going to see about that, you know? So, Carter, you're saying that the adventure mode is like four <laughs> hours and that a lot of the talking yeah. characters isn't that interesting. But do you think that it's worth playing through or should we just stick to the Well, I, I would say it's... I, it's worth playing through because you might as well. And also it's kind of necessary because that's the only way you unlock the other courses. Otherwise, you'll only be able to play the first two courses. So you, you have to play oh, wow. Adventure Mode to unlock the four subsequent mm. courses. So, th- yeah, it, yeah it, you, you should play it just because it's there. 
if you have to play it, right? right? Because it's the only way to it's the only way to upgrade your me and make your me be playable in a way that actually covers in. And yeah, yeah, that's how you unlock all the other stuff in the game in terms of courses, in terms of being able to use your me and a couple other things. And so, I think what's important about it is, and maybe, and I shouldn't put words in Simon's mouth. For me personally, what's important to call out about it is, it's not again that it's bad. It's not even that it's brain dead, which it kind of is. Of just follow the red thing to the next golf thing. Don't talk to anybody. the The challenges they're putting you in are actually interesting, and I would have loved to see them extrapolate that into the game because there's one section that was awesome, and I hope it's going to be DLC for the rest of them, where it is cool. You are given the course. There are holes littered throughout, and you have 40 strokes to do all of them. And it doesn't tell you how to do it. It doesn't give you the directions to do it. And it's like three tiers of like, you're like in a rocky, you know, like a canyon kind of thing. So there's low, mid, and high. And then there's these cyclones of wind that you can use to ride up to the next thing. But also, if you get in a spot, you can get your ball up and do it that. And it was maddening. I think I tweeted about it a couple, I mean, I tweet a lot, obviously, but a couple, uh, last week during E3 or something, where I was like, yeah, just you've, you've had the game for a while. Wow. Yeah, I know. I you know they wow. want to send it to the really good players, so they make sure they get really good. Uh, <laughs> they, It's that thing where uh, I said in the tweet of like, you know, I just, I just beat something in a video game that's been vexing me for a while, and it feels so good. And it was this idea of the amount of times I was, you know, crap i have one hole left and i'm two i have two strokes to go and i am not even going to be able to get there unless everything went right and nothing went right and so it was i did that i did that mission i don't even know maybe four times before i finally maybe five actually where i figured out what to do and it was that thing where god damn it i wasted so much time but also that was really fun of trying to figure out how to do it and what to do and i'd love to see them do something more like that but they introduced that idea and you'd think oh well that's going to be something I can challenge blessing with eventually or whatever when you get out of it. And you don't. It's just something you do there. And they have a couple yeah. other things like that where you play through and it's like, okay, cool. Like the golf you're doing in, in the adventure mode is fun, I think, personally. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's – and again, the other thing uh, overall with adventure mode and what you're playing with is I feel very much that the game is – cool and andy if we can put jokes aside for a second i can ask you a real question as somebody who does play golf i feel like most of my friends who play golf it usually is so much when they go out and play with other people sure they'd like to be the best in the group but it's also about really playing against your own score and like okay you could do that's a hundred percent what adventure mode is because none of these clowns are ever challenging you like (laughs) the 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 only times i failed adventure mode would be when i would run out of time on on a you know it's, it's speed golf and you only have so much time to or yeah, speed golf, and you only have so much time to use on a hole or whatever. That's when I would get, oh, failed. I'm like, oh, man, I took too long. That's on me or whatever. I took too many strokes. That's on me. But I was never being challenged. Like, you know, I think sometimes the downside to everybody's golf ride is the fact that, cool, you've got to beat this guy to advance, and you can lose a lot. And I know they've since patched it, I think, where now there's a thing where you can put it on gimme mode or whatever and have a better chance. But it is this risk-reward push of it all where there's some cool stuff introduced there, but then it, it, the AI isn't pushing you, but then doesn't need to because I'm in there just trying to be better. For me personally, you know, the, the build-up to this is that the fact of I can't wait to play with all you guys, and I can't wait to play with Jen. And uh, that then speaks back to the fact of, like, Jen was so excited to sit down and play with me, and she's like, cool, can I use my me? And I'm like, well, no, you didn't. We haven't. You have to do adventure mode. And I was like, oh, and then she's like, all right, Pauline's cool, but I really want to be, and I, so I opened it up and I started adventure mode and then I bounced out and it's like, here's your character that has none of the power invested in anything. You can't, like, one of the things you unlock as you play is the ability to shape the ball. So like, you know, the way it works obviously is like- That sounds most, like cheating. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's cheating, but it's also like, 
one of their hooks to the game, I think, right? In terms of like making it again, uh, Mario Golf and uh, more like Mario Bar. Yeah, yeah, you like that. Hook. But the idea of like, you know, like it's it works like you know, every other golf game you've ever played, right? Where you hit A, go to the top of the thing and either hit A for you know, double at A for top spin, double B for super backspin, B for backspin, whatever. And then another one goes up, and this time you don't have to hit anything. This is strictly for you to move the left stick and shape the ball in terms of like if you want it to have a curve or whatever, but as you level up or whatever, you unlock multiple segments. So if there's a tree right in front of you, you can hook it all the way right and then come back left. And then if you really wanted to, again, even hook it right again to try to get it or give it more lift or whatever. And so it's like, that's all awesome. But there's no, after you beat adventure mode, why not give me like the ability just to copy and paste that to all sorts of me's and let them be able to play. Yeah. You guys uh, talked a little bit about this, but something I was, me and Bless were both really excited about seeing the preview event is while it did seem most of the NPCs would be Goombas telling you hit the ball for it to move, there was a couple hints at things like there was this hooded Koopa that seemed kind of interesting. And there were a couple characters and like even the boss fights. I was like, this seems weird. How are they going to introduce this? Are there standout characters that are in the adventure? Oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, no, go for yeah. it. No, no. No, no. Uh, am I still in sync? I'm no. always just wary if I'm a mile. No, 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 no. You're I'll a little out of sync, but it sounds like your audio is fine. It's just the other thing. Okay. I'll just speak for this bit. Uh, yeah, there's no characters. Um, there's a few characters that are fun. Like, you start the game, and I was really excited. Like, the first five minutes, I was like, okay, this could be good because it starts just like a Pokemon game. You kind of start in a house that looks like a Pokemon house, and you go downstairs and you talk to Birdo, who's kind of like your mom, and like, is like you should go out and become the best and i was like i've got to collect these badges and i was like yes oh, this is shit. gonna be I like pokemon <laughs> and then yeah and then and then the game starts um and yeah that's just each everyone else you speak to is literally just like i like golf too and that's like that's all they have to say it's i don't know it, like it really does it's just there's just not a lot to it <laughs> i struggle to talk about this adventure mode i'm so much better at writing about it than i am speak about it. there's just not a lot to it and that's what disappoints me it's not like we're saying it's not bad it's a little boring it's a little clunky it's just too short there's nothing to it and yeah i just want so much more blessing i want to kick it to you but the one thing i want to toss in in this conversation right here is just the fact of like yeah like the gear changes right the shifts in this this adventure mode are so brutal and like just neck whipping right where it's like sure all of a sudden when they introduce the koopa the first time in the cloak and then the next koopa in the cloak it's like oh that was a weird thing but it kind of makes sense but then there just starts being these leaps of like it goes from just being like yeah you're trying to be the best golfer to yeah now you need to kind of save the world but it's not interesting in saving the world how they're doing that's, it kind of thing true, and then yeah. on top of it it's like all right cool wario and uh louis uh, wario and uh, waluigi showed up that's neat and they're actually having things and then and then it literally it's just like and now fucking mario needs your help he's the best at everything it's like what is going on like and it's then it's like all right cool credits and you're like all right like that was a really you have this amazing cast of characters that you could have easily worked in you could have had them be challenges and they make them easy i don't care have it be that you graduate and like oh you want your gold badge you're gonna have to be you know uh peach or something like that it just doesn't happen i'm sorry blessing go ahead yeah, my question for about the adventure mode was going to be, is there any hook out after the four hours of beating the adventure adventure mode to go back and keep playing? I know you can level up your me, but outside of that, do you have any desire to go back and keep playing? Absolutely not. And now I'm just going <laughs> to reset my Discord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only reason I found, and I haven't like you know hit level cap or whatever. I actually have it pulled up in the second screen. I think I'm 80 
something in my adventure right now, right? Uh, I'm 83 right now. And so the only reason I keep going back is that, yeah, I want to keep putting power in to be able to drive better, spin better, control the ball better or whatever. And like now it's more about even adding into my speed or stamina when I'm running through it. Because it's like an RPG in terms of, you know, you put your points in to level it up. But eventually what happens is to balance it out is that, you know, you put more points into drive, but then it'll cut down. I'm talking about like right now, even, you know, high level, you put more into drive and it'll cut down your spin. So it's like, all right, cool. If I want to take the next point to get spin back to 10, then the next point's going to go back to drive and you play that little move the shells keep it going to in- increase your stuff yeah, but that's the I've, only reason to keep going back i've to never it. gone back to level up the character just because i've been trying out all the other characters and they all have their own abilities so i was just trying to find out who has the coolest stuff really and yeah we haven't really talked about battle golf which i know you enjoyed quite a bit yeah you Greg. and i, 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 I just come down on the same side about no, battle we're, golf. we're on we're, we're, we think differently about I, I, it must sound like i hate this game i think it's fine i, I love mario golf as a core game i like playing against people in mario golf I just wish there was twice so mad in it. Not disappointed. disappointed, not mad. <laughs> no, no, exactly. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just disappointed. Um, but yeah, Battle Golf is. I like it as a core concept. It's you're in an arena. There's nine flags. There's four of you, and it's first to get three holes basically. But each time someone gets one of those holes, it disappears. So basically, it's going down from nine, eight, seven till there's only like two left that people are fighting for. Which as a concept is fun. It's just, it's just one tone like. It's over in about three minutes normally, and I've mainly only played against AI, and they're not the smartest AI in the world, to put it lightly. And as far as I can tell, unless I'm missing something really obvious, there's no way to up the difficulty at all. They're all just the same, and like there's no challenge to it. You can just basically they follow the same path. They'll always go for the center middle one first, then they'll go right. So I just went left every time and won. Yeah. I know that's a boring way to play battle golf, but it you works. Win. I'm yeah. an effective person, I, you know. I don't waste any time <laughs> when it comes to the battle golf. You, you, know. you, you stumble upon something. I think that is the hook to Mario Golf, and what you'll find in it is that the game I think is designed, uh, you know, uh, Super Rush is designed to be a multiplayer game. Yeah, like I think that yeah, if you like the reason I keep going back to adventure mode, right, is because I want to I want to max out my me. I want to see if there's a level cap because I want to keep playing with a kind of funny best friends. I want to play with Andy for real when he gets leveled up and every everybody's on a more even playing field. Right? Wants to play like, with me either. No, of course not. I don't want to play with Simon. I don't know what that is. Weird hours. Simon texts me at like eight thirty in the morning. Like, can we play? I'm like, no, dude. It's a work day. Go to bed. <laughs> Wait, you, you asked me first, and then he just blanks me. I don't know why I'm even here. I should have just <laughs> blanked you for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i thought you know what you say out of it um so the game yeah it, it it i think it succeeds the most when you're playing with other people because even playing with jen like when we were just you know doing 1v1 and again i'm you know 1v1ing in the way that like i'm just trying to have a good time and she's just trying to have a good time it's not like we're trying to really beat each other like i liked that a lot i played speed golf with uh andre from game explain uh and then i did a section a session with treehouse where they did an online thing and i jumped in with multiple players and all of those i thought were decidedly so much more fun than adventure mode by far i think all the single player stuff i do in the game is training to get to go to play with other people and so battle golf for me me and andre had a great time with it against ai and then when i did the treehouse thing and there was four of us four human beings all doing it then it was i felt cranked up to a different level where i really do think like we're gonna have fun on stream playing battle golf because yeah it is this idea of what is okay andy's going left i'll go right okay you're gonna eventually have to come to a head on something and the amount of times i'd be there you know feeling the going and i hit the putt and i get to the hole right as somebody else sinks it and the hole disappears you're like fuck god damn it and like there's that those that momentum to it but even that 
there's two battle golf maps one that is completely flat and then one that has the elevation changes where you actually have to like you know you'd be screwed if you rolled off the side and it's like this is a really cool mode i think why aren't there more maps for this because even us it's going to be like how many how many battle golfs in a row are we going to do on a stream before it's like all right let's go do something else like this is fun and cool but you know we you know somebody's running away with it or we've all figured out each other's schemes or whatever i think there's more juice to be had there Greg, I, I have a question here. You being such a big Mario Golf fan from like the past iterations, uh, sure. especially like being a Nintendo fan myself, being the type of Nintendo fan that I am, I have seen m much disappointment uh, in my life when it comes to franchises coming back and not quite being what I what I want them to be. When the Switch first came out in 2017, it really put Nintendo on a more positive track where our expectations all of a sudden were that if a new release in a franchise was coming out, it was going to be the best we've seen so far. Mm -hmm. And we kind of saw that, you know, with the Breath of the Wilds, with the Mario Odysseys, with the debatably the best we've seen so far, right? Yeah. Mario Kart, et cetera, et cetera. But then we started getting a couple things of like Mario uh, Tennis and uh, yeah. Super Mario Party. And it was kind of like, oh, we're seeing this like lower level of Switch games that the quality just isn't there, especially for what we expect from that IP, right? Yeah. Like. I've been there so many times with things like Star Fox where I'm so excited a new Star Fox game's happening because there's a chance the new Star Fox will never happen. But then when, a, when it's bad, it's extra disappointing because it's like, fuck, now we're going to have to wait even longer for one to maybe come that's good. Do you have hope now after playing this that Mario Golf is ever going to reach the highs that it, it has in your heart from before? Yeah, I have hope. It might, you know, it's blind optimism, but I do think that, like, obviously, Nintendo cares about their franchises. I think they're stewards of their IP, and I do. I would hope, you know, especially because again, like, uh, to go back and watch my up at noon, where I read Corey about uh, uh, World Tour, right? And like, he was just this fountain of cool shit that got added to the game and what they were doing. And I was talking about how I had played so much, you know, since PAX when I got my copy and yada yada yada. And he's like, and I was like, I'm, I forget. I think I said in the thing, I'm 80 hours in and still haven't unlocked x y and z like i i would like to think that they would take this but then it's also this weird thing of you bring this up and I, i'm glad you did of i wonder with them saying at e3 making a point of there's going to be more content for mario golf i wonder how much of this is not the you know uh super negative uh, light of you know more game coming out or more more of a game coming out and making it more of a complete version but something like you know super mario party that didn't wow at the beginning but eventually added an online player i think did they eventually add more maps i forget about that part i'm getting that wrong now i'm i'm screwing it up with the new mario party i feel like the narrative on that changed a bit or maybe just expectations came down a bit to where they were like all right cool it's a fine thing I, I do wonder if they add a couple more courses, if they add a couple more characters, if they add a couple more battle golf courses, if, you know, a couple months from now or, you know, Nintendo years, you're looking at this as a more positive entry in it. I, I, I hold that hope that the next time they come around, they bring the thunder and do stuff. But Nintendo is going to Nintendo, right? Uh, weird Nintendo decisions. Andy? I So I'm looking, I'm just kind of like looking through Wikipedia and like we know that Camelot, the developer, is capable of doing this. They've been... They've been making all the golf and tennis games since the beginning of time, uh, Mario-wise. Yeah. And, like, tennis and golf on Game Boy Color were sort of my first entries into the franchise. And that's where it all started. And that's where the that RPG, like Simon was mentioning earlier, of you are the kid who's going to go take on all these different people. And then you 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 move past this course and you go to this new course you've never seen before and people are like oh you must be that kid i wonder if you're good enough to take on so and so and like the feeling of that was just unrivaled that was just the coolest shit of all time and like i i got to assume it just comes down to budget restraints i got to assume nintendo's like 
look, we we want you to obviously make a really fun, good multiplayer thing. We we're sure you want to make a really awesome campaign and adventure mode, but is that worth it? Like, is it worth putting that into the game and putting that much work into it? Where like we would love to like be that kid where fucking who's the mom that you just said simon cardi when you wake birdo. up in the birdo, birdo. <laughs> we <laughs> like we want birdo to be like go out to to donk to dk's course and go challenge mm -hmm. dk and you maybe challenge other people in dk's maybe they play diddy kong and then maybe like cranky kong or whatever but the course is like jungle themed and shit like that like that's the type of shit we want we want to see bowser's course and him be the final boss and the course just be bricks and fire and all this shit but it just seems like they're not really doing as much as they can with the ip and i really just think that that is budget i think it's I, nintendo saying we're giving you this much money obviously it's not if, enough if, for this much kick ass i think especially looking at tennis and now looking at golf right i if i was a betting man of what it is yeah it, it's budget because they're giving budget but i think it's more scope where i bet what they're saying is hey we have a mainstream success on our hands, the Nintendo Switch, right? We have, you know, broken past just the mainstream, just the Nintendo fan. So we need to make our games more approachable. I, I, I would hazard a guess that, not literally what I'm about to say, but hazard it would be something like, Every game has three bullet points that are the mission statement, right? And what are those? And obviously, I think every one of them would be approachability, uh, ease of use. And I, because the Switch is, you know, uh, such a portable system, because the Switch is a, a local multiplayer system by popping off the things, multiplayer. And I think they're looking at a very specific multiplayer where it is cool. Like, I, again, like, you know, I talk about everybody's golf and why would I play this over that? Like, Mario Golf is, I can't wait for when the world's back to full normal and we are going places again and we are going to PAXs and, or whatever. We're going to rooster teeth to film something and we're all at the airport and we're all playing this together, right? You want to get in a quick nine? Sure, why not? Uh, we, you know, I, I'm at a PAX and it is like, cool, who wants everybody to bring your Switch? We'll all play Mario Golf and we do these little pods of Mario Golf that are just four players, right? Even their online, which again, like I find it as, uh, it was what you're talking about, Andy, is like a hardcore video game person. Eh. I am like, why isn't there like online tournaments in World Tour were so cool? What a great way to get communities together and have people play and have the rankings and leaderboards. Like, why not have that here? But what they do have here is the ability that, okay, cool, like two players locally can then enter into an online room together and play two other people. And so it's like, again, not what I would do, but it's clear that somebody sat there and thought through what the use case scenario for super rush is and i just don't think it's exactly what we want it to be because we know it could be more but it is this thing and i think it is so bare it bones to an extent because it is like aces right where they are very much like this is who's gonna we it's not even this is who's gonna use this game this is who we're targeting with this game can i mean so, like that yeah. the, the idea of online lobbies just sounds like such an amazing idea and obviously you dealt with it in the past with prior uh, iterations of mario golf but just the idea of a hundred people can enter. You don't see them, right? You're just yeah. playing the same course. You're playing with the same conditions. It's four, 14 mile an hour winds blowing that way. It's it's raining a bit, so that's going to fuck up the fairway. Like, the idea of everybody on the same playing field and just after every hole, you see like, oh, damn, Greg's 16th place. Fuck, I'm down here at 24. I fucked up yeah. that last drive. Who's number one? I don't even know that. Who's that in our community? Like, that sounds like such a blast and such a disappointment that it's not there. Sorry, bless. 
I was going to ask, would you say this is right on par, no pun intended, with Aces hey. then? Because Aces was a game that I yep. played for about maybe two weeks, enjoyed, but definitely mm. didn't have the longevity that I wanted it to have. Would you say that it's right there as well? It reminds me a lot of Mario Tennis Aces, which, again, I wanted to love. But yeah, was I found disappointing. I think it's better than Mario Tennis Aces. I think there is more to it mm. than that. And I just find the fundamental mechanics of Mario yeah. Golf a lot more enjoyable than Mario Tennis. Like... Mario Ten- like I put in my review, like this is the first Mario Golf is the first game I ever remember playing. Like in my video review, I've got a picture of me like as a one-year-old tangled in NES wires, like with Mario Golf on the TV. Uh, my dad was playing it. I wasn't. I was one. I'm not that good. <laughs> this um, is a but, like, <laughs> like I have <laughs> exactly. But like back then, I think I was trying to remember. Like I was just happy. I know I was probably like four at the time, so I was happy just pressing buttons. But I was happy just chasing high scores in that game. And I don't know if this is me just getting older and what I'm used to games being now. It's just I just want more. I want everything. Like I want tournaments. I want fifteen courses. I want all this. But then I don't think that's too much to ask. Like I basically want, and I know Mario Kart Eight is kind of the perfection of Mario Kart. Really, like. I want that for Mario Golf. I want like 20 golf courses. I want like online tournaments. I just want the ultimate, like just release Mario Golf as a platform like a Warzone for Call of Duty and just keep adding stuff. Like I know it's not that simple and money is a problem and time is an issue, but just please give me the ultimate Mario Golf. What about uh, (laughs) about motion controls? They're there. Who who, who in the right mind would use them? But they're there. What? I'm sorry, Andy. I wanted to leave something for you to review. You know, I wanted you to try something first before anyone else. You know what I mean? But no, uh, real quick, like uh, uh, I, I, for this isn't on par with Aces or whatever. I, it's interesting the way you phrase the question, but I'm with Simon of as somebody who was so stoked for Aces and then was disappointed by it. I think Mario Golf's better than Mario Aces, Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, however, your phrasing of it, blessing. You know, you played it for a couple weeks and then put it down and never picked it back up. That could very well be the situation here because it is in Simon and back to your point of like, you know, what are you doing in this game while you're playing your friends? And then if you want to, like, you know, uh, every one of the characters has uh, three sets of clubs. And so it's like if you want to go in and earn what is a character points, I think it is right. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty points or or whatever they loyalty coins or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. where you go in and you earn XP when you're playing as them. Character points. You earn XP as you play as Mario or whatever, whether it be online, whether it be locally or whatever. Uh, And those points then unlock the other like clubs, sets of clubs. And right now, I didn't. I don't know if you did. If you ever hit another tier of clubs, uh, Simon, I did. Yeah, yeah. Basically, just adds twenty yards. Is that but so does it ever unlock the ability to shape your shot as those characters? Uh, that's a very good question. I played a few holes and I can't remember. Uh, yeah, that's the weird thing we said. Like even like shaping your shots, the skimming across the water, which you literally never use once in the game. Only your me character can do that. Like no other character in the game can do that. It is quite bizarre that Mario, the ultimate golfer, can't do these basic techniques. I'm I'm just confused. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's what I don't know what that's going. But like, again, it's this uh, to, you know, you just wanted to play as a kid or whatever and do stuff like that's you could do that here. Like you could be drawn in and you could go through. And if you wanted to get every set of clubs for every player, there's that content to do. I just don't think that for me personally, that's not what's driving me. Me personally, I want to make my me the best character could possibly be hit whatever that level cap is. And then, yeah, play with my friends. And then obviously as you play with them, they'd unlock different things and uh, abilities and whatnot. But yeah, it's 
it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. It's just not as good as you hoped Mario Golf uh, on the Switch would be. Back to your point, Tim, right? Of like, we have these hopes for these Switch games to be the ultimate versions of it because we've seen it happen. We've seen some of these things hit their highest highs on the Switch, but I don't think that's what this is for Mario Golf Super Rush. Yeah, and just to finish that point a little bit too is like it's not just the Mario Odysseys and Breath of the Wild. It's like Luigi's Mansion Three, Link's Awakening. Like, there's this like solid tier that's like kind of in the middle that like you just hope that these sports games are going to hit and bless we're waiting for mario strikers i hope they don't fuck that one up whenever it comes back oh god yes, we're never gonna please. get it we're never gonna get it i want no, it so bad for nintendo leave they don't want mario to frown on a on a, a cd case like that's where they're at nowadays cd case i hope I they know. remove <laughs> offsides cartridge case whatever <laughs> before we move you can't on remove offsides from Sorry. This podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that Netflix and a bunch of the other digital services you could be using have different content in different regions? And if you're not in that region, like I'm over here in the United States, I can't see what's happening over on Netflix UK, right? Ah! That is until ExpressVPN gets in there. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. It's like some spy stuff, right? Like you just wanted to think you're in Japan. You wanted to think that you're in England. You wanted to think that you're in Canada. You go in and use the ExpressVPN app. You set that and guess what? Netflix looks at it and is like, oh, this guy's in Canada or Japan or the UK. This is great. This is easy. Uh, they have almost 100 different server locations so you can gain access to thousands of new shows. This works with many other streaming services too, the BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. YouTube, very helpful, let me tell you. Of course, why do we know so much about ExpressVPN? Because the one, the only, Cool Greg Geddes uses this. Of course, Cool Greg loves his cartoons. He loves watching stuff on Netflix. And when he ran out of cartoons, he needed this subscription to go see what was happening in other countries. And he's still watching cartoons to this day. So you should be like, Cool Greg, and watch some cool cartoons. Uh, why choose ExpressVPN over the other VPNs? I'm glad you asked. Uh, blazing fast speeds, you can stream in HD with zero buffering. It's compatible with all your devices, phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, and it encrypts your data. ExpressVPN has the added benefit of encrypting your data so you can browse the web securely. And a personal bullet point I'll throw in, ExpressVPN has been supporting Kinda Funny for years. So if you are in the market for a uh, VPN, you know, you wanna keep all your information uh, secret and safe. You wanna keep uh, the apps not knowing where you are, ExpressVPN VPN has been good to us, so we should be good to them. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting an access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use our link, expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Our next sponsor, why, ladies and gentlemen, it is HVMN. If you didn't know, sitting at your desk and reaching for that sugar-loaded latte or that sweet and quote-unquote healthy snack bar, that's terrible. It's loaded with sugar. You don't want that. Take a small step to improve your day and avoid the sugar crash by mixing in some keto powder with your coffee or trying HVMN keto. I always want to say keto. Keto food bars. How do we know about HVMN? Because the one and only Big Kev Dog uses this. That's right. Uh, he ordered a whole bunch and he's been snacking on those and enjoying them quite a bit. And of course, Paul likes it because he's not eating garbage because, you know, Big Kev Dog would eat out of the trash if you gave him the chance. But HVMN, it's not that. Uh, trying to lose a little weight, sleep a little better or not feel so groggy during the day. Health via modern nutrition can help you do all those things with a few small keto friendly choices to improve your metabolism throughout the day. HVMN is 
is a nutrition company that takes the mystery out of counting macros. They're results-driven, modern nutrition for modern lifestyles with less sugar than their competitors. Their products uh, provide lifestyle and habit upgrades that help their customers become healthier and better versions of themselves. By using real organic ingredients, HVMN has made keto and lifestyle improvements easy with healthy and low sugar options that are great for you and deliciously satisfying. HVMN offers single items like MCT oil, keto food bars, and keto collagen powder, or you can grab a kit that includes all the essentials for an everyday discount. Whether you're curious about keto, want to improve your performance, lose weight, or boost brain and body wellness, HVMN will have a non-intimidating solution for you and in tasty flavors. Right now, HVMN is offering our listeners an additional 10% off your first order when you go to HVMN.com slash kind of funny. Embrace healthy living today, just like Kevin did at Paul's request. Go to HVMN.com slash kind of funny for 10% off your first order. That's HVMN.com slash kind of funny for 10% off. Now that we're back, I want to talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade Intermission. Intermission is the DLC, the Yuffie DLC. Intergrade is the Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS5 as opposed to the PS4. If you own the PS4 game, you can upgrade to the PS5 game for free. You can only play the DLC DLC on PS5. But if you got the PS Plus version of Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4, you cannot upgrade. So... Hopefully you understood. Okay, that. that was very clear, very that understandable. I got all that. <laughs> extremely clear, extremely clear. Wait, uh, can I, I, am now, I am now, I am now officially five for five on PS4 to PS5 games where somehow I fucked up the save <laughs> transfer system <laughs> and I've had to re-download and upload. Oh my god, it's a disaster. Same, whatever. It's all same. over with. I have beat it. I have many thoughts. Andy, where are you with it? I am at the last place I was the last time we spoke where I need the final boss and I'm maybe 30 minutes to an hour from beating it. So I've played about four and a half to five hours maybe. It rules. Music is amazing. I feel like the side quests are a lot more fun. Yuffie's fighting style is a really, really awesome. Lots of cool cameos. Again, this is very much, this is the Lion King 1.5 where you're you're seeing what other characters are doing while the main Final Fantasy VII story is happening, uh, it's awesome, man. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Again, her the her combat rules, the um, way that things change up, where you have kind of just one companion and you are figuring out all these um, synergy moves. All the 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 stuff that they've added to combat is really really fun. I feel like the side quest stuff feels less bloaty uh and it could be the fact that the game is just shorter you know it's about a four to six hour experience uh it could just be that that you know it's it's shorter so you don't really get into a chance to experience kind of missions that you know don't result in a whole lot fort what's it called tim condor fort condor is the mini game that they've introduced which is similar to everybody who gets addicted to gwent on the witcher uh fort condor is like oh, i don't know what the hell this shit is and then i immediately got hooked on it and i am trying not to play it because i'm playing it on stream and it's like i don't want the whole stream just become fort condor mini game stuff but you end <laughs> up running around a lot of the area uh, of midgar and talking to a lot of familiar faces and they will challenge you to a game of fort condor and it is, it's so delightful, and Yuffie's adorable, and she's great, and all the characters rule, and the big action set-piece boss battles are there as well. Uh, it's, it fucking rules, man. I love this thing. I can't, I'm really excited to hear 
Imran talk to you about what the implications are so that I could be like, oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. Greg Miller, you had a question? No, I said a comment before we're going any further. It's worth pointing out, of course, we had a sponsorship with Final Fantasy VII Intergrade as one of the sponsors of the podcast. I think it might be Games Daily this week. I and found I that out like two days ago. I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing I told anybody. I mean, I want to acknowledge it for the record in case you didn't know or in case you did and you thought it was weird we didn't disclose it. I want to disclose it. But, of course, we gave uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake our game of the year long before the sponsorship. So I wanted to make sure, like, clearly we, we thought it was going to be a good game. But take it with a grain of salt if you want to. I'm sorry. Back to you, Tim. Yeah, I, I'm right there with Andy. Uh, it's fantastic. And it, I, it is a lot more substantial than I expected. Uh, I probably put about seven hours into it so far. Uh, and I want to put many more in because of things like Fort, Fort Condor, which is such a fun little mini game. It's like a tower defense uh, type of thing. And it does really feel like a card deck building type situation. And it's super easy to wrap your head around. It has the very simple rock, paper, scissors. Like you have a total understanding of the colors that's always on the screen. Everything you need to know is always just in the UI of Fort Condor, which I really appreciate. And yeah, going around and finding all these old friends you've had from Final Fantasy VII Remake and playing this game. It's cool because the gameplay is rewarding and fun for the minigame, but on top of that, just having more time with some of these characters is like all I wanted. And I think that they really do a good job kind of playing with it where this doesn't feel so much like as the lion king 1.5 in the bad ways of like oh you're answering questions that we didn't really have i feel like every single thing that they reference from the core game i'm like oh this is actually a, an interesting take or that's where that character was and and i'm happy we know that it wasn't so much a big question of like where was she it's more like oh her doing that makes a lot of sense and i think that what this game does best is really tee up the remake part two and it is such a, a good a good bridge of the gaps where I don't think this is required playing for somebody, even if they really, really love Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, I do think that I, I would recommend it to anybody that's even slightly interested. Like, Bless, you should definitely uh, play through this because like Andy was saying, Yuffie's awesome. Her game oh, it's is so fantastic. much fun. It's just fun. <laughs> it's fast-paced, and uh, you know, for Final Fantasy fans, this game really kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy X to Final Fantasy X-2, where X-2, totally different vibe, a lot more jazzy, a lot more girl power, obviously, fast paced and like just this frenetic energy to the battles and this game does that i think even better in some ways and what andy was talking about about the way that the, the core battle combat system f is different than the the re than the original remake in remake you kind of had three members in your team and the two other people are ai but you at any moment can transfer into them and then you're controlling one of them and the other two become ai right in this one you're not doing that you're always playing as yuffie and you only have one other companion and they're purely AI. It's more of a Atreus and God of War type situation that you're mm -hmm. uh, leaning on. But you can switch using the L2 and R2 buttons, switch between synergy, which is essentially he does anything you do. If you're attacking, he's attacking. If you're doing more magic stuff, he's doing more magic stuff. But you synergize that way, and that builds up a bar that you can then use a like, kind of team special together. Or using R2, you're a little bit, it's a little more in the style of the original remake where you're kind of like, giving instructions to them for using different spells or using different abilities and it has that super fun you're fighting this giant boss 
and the music is incredibly epic. I don't know how they managed to somehow <laughs> <It's> crazy <laughs> even more remixes of the same battle theme and boss theme for Final Fantasy VII, but make them unique and hype as hell again. But they definitely <laughs> do. Um, and I think it's really, really cool. You just get in this kind of rhythm with the combat where you're just like, okay, I'm doing this. My partner's doing that. We're going to synergize here to attack the left arm to take off the cannon. And it's just like, it just keeps going and going. I got to switch to fire because this thing, let me assess. Oh, that's weak to wa- to ice. Let me switch to the little ice. What's yep. it called, Tim? The little uh one of her magic spells i forget the actual word for it but you could just kind of scroll Zara. left or right yeah it, it's just yeah. so much it's so much fun tim and then the the idea of um not only like how hype all those moments are but i just love her fighting style and how fast it is and it reminds me of my favorite parts of playing 15 where noctis has that ability where he would throw the sword then teleport to it she has a similar thing where she throws a dagger and doesn't teleport, but like will just sort of zip to it super fast, and then can fight Ariel against whatever thing she threw that dagger at. Um, it, goddamn, dude, it is just the combat is just so much fun, and it's what's keeping me going, along with uh, a, a lot of other things. It's just one of the more fun things I've played this year. Greg Miller. So obviously, uh, loved Final Fantasy VII remake, as you know, first Final Fantasy I've ever clicked with. For this one where are we getting started with the story where we and you said it sets up or tees up remake to part two or whatever like is it picking up right at the end like it yeah i don't know this character right like i nope no so i I, i'm not gonna spoil anything here uh i'm just talking about stuff we've seen in the trailers already that's it that'll be the extent of my spoilers but it takes place simultaneously with Final Fantasy VII Remake, and okay. it's kind of over a couple different times that are very clear. They're, they, they're always okay. referencing key events that happened that you, you will remember. definitely remember, even gotcha. if uh, it's been a while since you played. Like it is, it's like the key big moments. Sure. And, um, you can already think of a bunch, yeah. It's, it's pretty smart, but what's cool about it, too, is so Final Fantasy VII Remake was 18 chapters, right? And each of the chapters kind of varied by length. Some of them were way too long, uh, but none of them were way too short. Like the, I would say that this one, it's two chapters and they're real chapters. Like it feels okay. these things could just straight up have been in Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I think it would have been a little jarring with the gameplay, but like in terms of content, it would have fit right in. Uh, so okay. I think that that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and what Andy's talking about, about the Yuffie, the, the system, what I really love about her combat is she is way more of a duality than the other characters we've had in with Barrett and Tifa and Eris and, uh, and cloud where all of them were kind of like, okay, Barrett's definitely long range. Okay. Tifa's more close up really quick clouds, a little more overall. And then we have, uh, uh, Eris who's more ranged magic and all that stuff or Aerith. Yeah. And with this, what's really cool is they made the decision to have Yuffie be physical and long range magic, but it depends on if you throw your little ninja blade, uh into them like andy was talking about you can throw the blade and if you do then your attack button you're just casting spells and that wherever your blade is is kind of the the target that it's being that's hitting it or you can then hit the triangle button again and then you zip to it like andy was talking about and then all of a sudden it's physical and it's not using elemental magic and that's the really fun balance of especially in this i want to say demo it's not a demo in the dlc they do a good job of giving you enemies that you need to switch between the physical and elemental battle systems in a way that feels organic and feels like you're never at a loss for what you're supposed to be doing. And it's satisfying and fun. And all of that's backed up with, I was saying that this could fit in the, with the main game, the exact same fantastic pacing of 
introducing story elements and every time you beat a boss you feel like you're being rewarded with the story beat you're getting you're there, everything's making sense as you you move forward which i i really enjoyed the one thing is it does get a little bit crazy where they introduce a whole bunch of new characters in this and some of them are more interesting than others all of them are extremely japanese and it's just one of those things where you just kind of need to go with it and just trust because by the end of it it all adds up and you're like okay i see how this fits in totally but Greg, to answer your question, it could be overwhelming for you. But if you just go in knowing that it's going to be okay, it's going to be Hold okay. me. <laughs> yeah. I th- no, no, no. I, th- I think Greg will have enough fun with the way the combat works and just kind of use that. Because, like, I don't – I obviously I've encountered a lot of these characters already, and I don't fully understand or know who they are or why they're doing what they're doing and i remember them from i remember some of them from remake and some a lot of them definitely don't remember them at all um and i know that some of them have popped up in other final fantasy sort of franchises that weren't even seven right well Uh, that's what that's what gets interesting and again this is all trailer stuff that you've seen but there are characters from so yuffie greg to answer your question the main character that you're playing as she is a a, a main character from Final Fantasy VII, the original, but she's an optional character. So she never really has that much like sway on the main story because you can play the entire game and never even get her. You know, like she's a side quest to, to open okay. up. But she's really cool and interesting. So this game's doing a really good job of kind of actually introducing her into the core cast so that when Remake Part 2 comes out, she's going to feel like she belongs with the rest You already of know who it. she is. You're ready yeah. to go. You have a connection to her. Great. Okay. And she's not, lovely. She's fun. She's, she's awesome. She's so great. So great. Lovely. Super Sailor Moon. Fantastic stuff. But uh, the some of the characters in this game are based on Dirge of Cerebus, which is one of the compilation of Final Fantasy VII games that back in like 2007 when they made Advent Children the movie, they, they decided to do a whole bunch of Final Fantasy VII stuff, including Crisis Core, which was the PSP game that is awesome, that uh, is starring Zack, and then Dirge of Cerebus was a third-person shooter game on the PS2 starring uh, Vincent, a character that from the original as well, and it wasn't that good. Uh, it really it really wasn't. That was probably one of the lower points of the the entire compilation, but these characters were kind of interesting in a weird ass way. So them getting another chance and I really a first chance in a, in a way that's tied to the core story to be introduced. I'm really interested in what this means for remake part two and the direction they're going. And what Andy was talking about, uh, you can't wait to talk to Imran. The moment I beat it, I called him. He's like, I've been fucking waiting for this call. And like <laughs> just the, the breakdown, like the crazy theories and shit that they set up with like the end of this. I'm like, this is really fucking cool. I don't know when we're going to see it, but they're doing this right. And let me tell you this. You can walk up to where Cloud lived in that little room. You can also walk huh? into, or you can walk up to the, you can't walk into the bar. I'm sorry. But the door textures look real good. Real yeah, good. Yeah. Really oh, yeah. yeah. Door textures have been updated. It looks like wood. It's, uh, although I will say, Tim, I played. I went back to play Intergrade, which is uh-huh. just this, the core Final Fantasy VII remake game. Because, um, again, Intermission is the side quest. But in Intergrade, I went back to one of the old missions after my whole downloading, redownloading fiasco <laughs> to try to get my save. <laughs> Um, and I walked into Tifa's bar, and the texture on the wall, not that yeah. great. Not that great. But the door looks great. Fantastic. So Game of the Year so far. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've been glowing in our review, and I, I stand by that. But the one key thing I do want to point out is there is a lot of what just kind of feels like filler fluff in it that isn't that fun. 
Uh, I there's a couple box breaking mini games that at moments are kind of interesting, but when it's introduced to you where you actually have to do it to progress through the the story, I kind of feel like it's a little lacking. It just doesn't feel. It just doesn't oh, feel I fun. I had fun. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, I got to me. It was it's, just like it's, it's mindless. Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's mindless in a way where it's like, especially after having just played Ratchet. I, I would be fine to do that type of stuff if it felt fun to do. It kind of just felt like, all right, I'm just hitting buttons. And I don't ever want to be reminded I'm just hitting buttons when I'm playing a video game. I want to feel like I'm making cool shit happen. Yeah, Yuffie's you know? thing is that she can break boxes at long range to loot from them or whatever. In a similar sure. way, you would just break crates or whatever as Cloud. Um, she can throw her little shurikens or whatever at a long range and break them. And there is a moment, a long moment, a sequence where you're just kind of like, how much can I collect sort of thing? Uh, and I had fun with it, but it's definitely not the most interesting thing the game offers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, also, the um, I think there's just been a lot of games that I've been playing that are so reliant on dodge and dash mechanics, and it just does not feel here great here. It doesn't feel great here. Uh, there's so many attacks, I'm like, do I have invincibility frames? I guess this other weapon offers invincibility frames, but it it just feels like an animation it doesn't really feel like i'm actually trying to dodge an attack in a in a tactful way you know um so i i'm not super stoked about that but the i've just kind of learned to let me just block attacks i gotta kind of retrain my mind to use this sort of final fantasy you can block stuff and it isn't just let me block and still get completely obliterated it does a decent job of of protecting you from damage yeah, and uh, the other kind of criticism I have is the uh, some of the level designs a little maze-like, and they make reference to it in the dialogue. They're like, "Oh, we're in a maze," and I'm like, "Oh, this is about to not be fun." And yeah. there are some moments where it's just kind of like, "Oh, crap!" Like I'm looking across this giant room, and I know exactly where I gotta get, and I see all the fences I'm gonna have to climb to get there, and I'm just like, "I don't want to do this." <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but again, once you get to the other side, the cutscenes are the reward, and it's I, I would say always worth it. So. A lot of, lot of really cool stuff there, and I would definitely recommend it. Before we move off of Final Fantasy, though, Andy, you've been playing a little bit of that Strangers in Paradise. I killed Final chaos, Fantasy. baby. You killed chaos. Tell me all I about it. I killed chaos. Wow. Uh, it, 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 game's fun. Stranger in Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is fun. Mechanically, it feels good to play. It looks god-awful. It, it looks bad. Like it, this game looks like it's running at maybe 720p. I think they, I think Digital Foundry confirmed that it's running at 1080, but it looks like 720. It is messy. It is like the lighting is really bad. Uh, you often hear the this looks like a PS3 game or something, but like it really looks like a really nice PS3 game. Um, obviously, you get closer in on the face and the you know the animations look uh, way more current or whatever. But overall, like. It is not a good-looking game. The um, it, again, it's it's Team Ninja, and they worked on Neo, and a lot of the same core mechanics are there. Um, you have your dodge mechanic, you have your parry mechanic, and all that sort of makes the combat flow. Um, my problem with it is that you have one of my main problems with it is that you have companions with you that can maybe take away the attention from certain enemies or whatever. Um, but when you are, when you eventually get to the boss fight of chaos, where you're going to fight chaos. Oh, also it definitely has, it still makes me laugh every time. (laughs) I just can't not kill chaos. It it also has the, uh, the sort of Soulsborne, 
um, oh god, what's the word I'm looking for? It has that Soulsborne shortcut sort of stuff where you you do this sort of long winding trip, and you're like, oh, that's the ladder from the beginning of the level. Level, cool, that's really neat. And I could just sort of save here at this bonfire, but it's not a bonfire. Um, when you eventually get to chaos, the the problem, one of the main problems that I was having, it it's pretty tough. Like it's a it's challenging. It took me about ninety minutes to beat. Um, the I died several times, however, to my companions are in there slashing away and there's VFX all over the place and I'm missing the key visual cues to know when I'm going to be attacked and what to prepare for and like you just you can't have that um, but when you're when you're 1v1 against a boss and you sort of know exactly what to do when this attack is coming I gotta dodge this but if it was the other attack I would have parried that attack or whatever there were several moments where my companions are in there just slashing away and the their vfx are kind of like flashing all over the place and then i get fucking attacked by the boss it's like god damn it i couldn't see what fucking attack was coming because you dumbasses are in the way and they're they're pretty useless like your friends are useless they're awful the voice acting isn't great it feels just very forced to have companions there just to say that this makes it more of a final fantasy game to have companions it feels kind of useless um and a yeah i don't know it it was it was fun uh fighting the boss it was a fun challenge it was definitely like souls level type like i'm pairing everything and it feels really really damn good then you get to the second phase and holy shit it really kicks up um it took me so long because i was so hesitant to use magic cuz i just hate playing souls games using magic and it just seems like you kind of have to do that like this is still a different game this isn't trying to be exactly like a Souls game, you have to use your magic wheel. The magic wheel is kind of not great the way that you... There's a lot going on. Yeah, you, 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 switch to, you switch from melee to magic, and then you hold R2, and then use the wheel to select fire, fi, uh, Fyra, and, or what, what the fuck do they call it, Tim? They have like other funny names for their magic. Uh, Kuraga. That's always Kur- just... The thing, and then Agua. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, like, once, once you switch to the magic, you then have to use your wheel to s- select the actual magic thing you want to use, and then you charge up that attack. It feels very clunky and not super well thought out, and I hope they improve upon that, uh, because if it seems like magic is kind of going to be necessary for a lot of these enemies, and if it's as clunky as it is now, uh, people are going to have a pretty big headache with it, but... Again, I think the game was fun. I really hope that they have some massive... Like, I hope it's way far out. <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope this game doesn't come out for another, like, two and a half years because it looks not great, and it, uh, yeah, it could use a lot of improvements. But it's not the meme that we all thought it was going to be. Like, I still think it's fun, and it feels good to play. Okay, to that's good. Out, it definitely is good. To close out uh, Gamescast here, Andy, you want to talk a little bit about your experience with Amazon Luna? Oh which yeah, is another, which is another thing that uh, we were sponsored from, but we were sponsored by that. It was supposed to be a Greg thing, but Greg couldn't do it, so I filled in. But I still want to talk about because it I, anyway. if you remember, I subscribed to Luna Day One <laughs> long before any sponsorship because I like streaming shit and I really like I Luna. You? But what, I mean, what what do I get if I sponsor you? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, you'll get uh, we'll we'll do the job for you, but we'll be able to say afterwards if we hated it or liked it. So, I mean, Cardi, I you. might I might play Overwatch mm-hmm. with you crossplay. Wow, so keep that in mind. Whoa, Dude, that launched that yesterday, didn't it? I think. Ooh, we sure oh, did, sure did. Exciting. Still um, haven't played Warzone. Come oh, on. oh, damn. We'll see about that, Cardi. I'm kind of busy. Um, 
the um so oh, luna geez. again it's it's something i'm not the streaming cloud service dude i i i anytime i have tried it out i always feel like the input lag is just kind of too much and that was that was the case from the first day i tried stadia even the other day trying xbox uh, game pass their beta through the browser or whatever still a lot of input lag doesn't feel great and i felt that I, like that quite a bit but luna does not like i had to go back and like this feels way too good and then i tried out i went back to xbox game pass in the cloud and it is night and day the difference with how responsive amazon luna feels uh, mm. and again i am playing on my pc and i'm hardwired in gigabit internet so maybe that has a lot to do with it as well but playing game pass in the cloud with those same sort of conditions feels like so much worse than how luna feels i was so impressed with it i played ghost runner for two hours i was supposed to switch off from playing ghost runner but i just wanted to keep playing because it felt amazing and i play i was playing on their controller and their controller has some built-in thing where if you hook it up to your wi-fi it will get apparently get you better re uh like a response time because of their whole cloud inter uh, infrastructure. Interesting. So I thought maybe that's what makes it better. But then I switched off still using Luna with my Xbox Elite controller and it felt the exact same. So like Luna just feels fucking fantastic. And you should try it out if you do that week uh, trial thing. If you're looking to do any sort of cloud gaming, I would say they are the ones to go with right now. Uh, because again, I, I had to test it. I was like, shit, maybe... Maybe Xbox has improved since the last time I tried it. And I tried out Doom in the cloud and it did not. It was like I hit the button, character moves. I hit the button, character moves. And with Luna, it, it felt like playing on a TV or something like that. And that's huge for me, especially as somebody who plays a lot of PC games on the lowest latency possible with like a really good monitor with one millisecond response time. I'm kind of... Uh, um, I'm kind of a stickler for response time. And yeah, Amazon Luna feels great. Again, they sponsored it, but I don't really give a shit about cloud gaming, but it feels really, really good. So try it out if you want a solution. Go ahead, Greg. While we're here talking about cloud gaming, something I do care a lot about. Uh, today we played Sea of Thieves, and I won't talk about the game of that or whatever, but Kevin, me and Mike convinced Kevin to, to get in. And Kevin was initially like, ah, oh, man, I don't have the Xbox set up or whatever. And we were like, what about xCloud? Kevin, how was xCloud today for Sea of Thieves? Uh, it went really, really well. It like it's insane how quickly like it's just it almost seems like magic when you pull out the like. Took me a minute to like figure out which app to use, but once I had it going, sure. I like, click on the game and it's just like play. There's no install, nothing, and I and I know this is like not new news, but like yeah, yeah it felt <laughs> yeah, it, but it felt wild to do on the fly when it's That's like I felt had, talking about this too, Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I've so had new to this. Situations with like. I want to play Fortnite with the guys, but I need to update the like PlayStation 4 that I have here. And it's like, all right, well, it's going to take like my internet super fast, but it's still going to take 20 minutes to install. Sorry, Cardi, I didn't mean That's to talk right. about the internet speed. <laughs> I know it's a sore subject. <laughs> oh, man. All yeah, right. Well, so. So that was that's Kevin's experience with that, Kevin. Now I urge you try out Luna and just see if there's a see if you feel the difference in like the, I, I hit the button, the character moves. Can I get it? Uh, I don't know actually. That that being said, actually Luna, there yeah. were a couple times where mm. it would kind of not hitch, but like there would be like a little no, yeah, hitch is right. Where like it would just like I'd get stuck on a couple frames and then it'll click back. 
that happened to me every once in a while. I don't, I didn't notice it was if there was anything triggering. It just was kind of felt like random. It, but it wasn't excessive. Like for the most part, I had no problem playing on my phone, connected with a Bluetooth controller, which is also a really cool option. I was almost gonna do one of those comparison videos. Y'all remember when like Stadia was first coming out and they were showing you like, like. Here's the here's the way the controller looks, and like let me hit the button, then you see the character move on screen, and they were kind of just showing you the amount of distance between the two. I almost wanted to do that because I was just so fucking impressed by how good Luna felt. Luna sounds like a dog name. Luna. I know a lot of Lunas. Ivan, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people well, find you? Uh, you can find me at IGN.com or on Twitter at Cardi Simon or every Friday, the IGN UK podcast. Why not check it out? I've heard they have some good trivia games that people like to steal every now and then. Wow. So, uh, wow. Wow. Oh, man. Stay tuned for the post show. <laughs> if you want some of those stolen games, stay tuned on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games because we're about to do a little bit of what blessing? We're about to play some uh, messy mashup and bless who. That's what we're about to do. <laughs> Woo! Let's well, do it. Poor man to Overwatch. I mean, that's what you know that as. You put a yep. new name on you it. Name Jesus. <laughs> Just change it. It's crazy. I don't know.